Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of the Film Studies Club podcast, a podcast about movies. Hi. Today we are. <laughs> um, we have me, our host Robert Burke, and uh, my constant co-host. Uh, That's right. Pahul, say your name. Oh, Pahul Chabra. And uh, we have our uh, normal tech guy and uh, fact checker dude, Nicholas Mana. You didn't let me say my name again. Yeah, I don't let you say your name. Pahul can say his name, but you can't. Uh, okay. And today Pahul we have. Chabra. <laughs> <laughs> And today we have a special guest, Michael Bunty. That was so like quiet. Call. I don't think anybody else. That sucked. <laughs> when, when, I, when I play it, it plays in the, in the recording. Nick, you were screaming so. into your mic right now. You were so loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so. Since we uh, do our uh, podcast via Zoom and we all learned how to use the change background feature, we all have different backgrounds this week. So uh, each one of us is going to explain our background. So uh, Nick, you want to start with yours? Um, mine is a really scuffed version of the annoying orange. What, what does scuff mean? Scuffed means like just it's like the original, but just like a, a Walmart version. I didn't know that was a word. Um, okay. I don't like I don't like I don't like how people use the word Walmart to describe something bad. Every time <laughs> I've gone to Walmart, I found it wonderful. Yeah, Pahul is a regular at Walmart. He's actually banned at three Walmarts across the United States because of that is not true. He actually got his um shirt that he's wearing today from Walmart. <laughs> and the shirt true. I did get this from Walmart. Yeah, I know <laughs> you did. That's why I said it. <laughs> um, my background is a picture of Quentin Tarantino. And he looks really stupid, and he has a pair of sunglasses pointing, uh, and I can't really tell where it is. And he has no teeth. He he has a, a little bit of teeth. He has no teeth. Oh, shoot. Wait, Robert. Yeah? You didn't make a post asking for questions. No, I did. Oh, you did? I didn't get it in my feed. <laughs> see. Wow. Okay, Wait, and also, Pahul, explain your background. Well, my background cannot be explained because that would be a spoiler for the rest of the episode. Oh, but, that, that, like, that's actually yeah. a good point. Um, and yeah. Michael Bunty, what is your background? It's our uh, Model UN uh, conference. Here we have Robert here, and then we have Pahul. And the the audience can't me. see you. So, oh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the funny part about this picture is that we're all wearing basically the same outfit with jeans and a Model UN shirt, and we're all smiling. Pahul <laughs> <laughs> is standing there, not smiling, looking as serious as ever with not a Model UN shirt on, and he still you claims that he's the, the constant. constant. He still claims yeah, that he's a constant, constant when he looks different from everybody my, else. No, but throughout all my pictures I've, uh, that, that have ever been taken of me, I'm either crying or I'm constant. There's pictures of you crying? Yeah, when I was born, you know? Baby <laughs> born. How, how was he supposed to know that? And also... Well, I don't no, know. No, we were supposed to know that. What? When you look at the pictures of Pahul, I mean, he's the first one you notice because he's different from everyone else. He's just trying to stand out. What's that supposed <laughs> to mean? You that racist? Yeah, Pahul, that, uh, Nick, that wasn't... Uh, that, was, that was a little risque. What do you? He's the what? We all said that he's the one that looks different. So why would we Berkeley not? Berkeley like... doesn't like racists. Wow. Okay, Nick. Anyways, 
So our topic for this week is the 2020 Oscars Best Picture nominees. Um, every well, year, I can explain my background. I can explain my background now. Okay, my background so. are all the Best Picture nominees for the Oscars. Now you can go ahead, Robert. He's helping us keep track. Anyways, every single year, um, I obviously try to see all of them because I am a movie reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bunny is eating Doritos <laughs> since you guys can't see. Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch Doritos. This is a um, really good podcast. You know, yeah. I think Cool Ranch is like the best flavor, not gonna lie. I like nacho cheese. Yeah, Cool nacho Ranch is, is so good, but I try not to have too much Cool Ranch because I don't want to get sick of it. That's true. That's a very good point. But you know, if you ever want to like not have Cool Ranch anymore, you just eat so much that you puke and then you can never look at Cool Ranch again and then you'll get like, you know, no, that's what I don't want to cool happen because I like Cool Ranch. No, no, but what if you want to lose weight or something, Robert? What if you don't want Cool Ranch anymore? You guys just ever don't had buy Cheddar Cool Ranch. Jalapeno Cheetos are really good. I hate okay. Cheetos, dude. Anyways, so that every sucks. single year, um, Paul Hul goes out and watches all of the Best Picture nominees. And of course, I do that anyways because I am a film critic. So we decided that for today's episode, it would be a good idea to do all of the nominees. So we're <laughs> Nick is taking a picture. Uh, so we are going to start out, we're going to do it in alphabetical order. We're going to start out with the first one, which is Ford v. Ferrari. And uh, this plot is about a dude who loves car racing driving, but he can't do it anymore. For some reason, I forgot. So then he becomes a manufacturer of the cars. And this dude named Christian Bale is really good at it. So then they hire the two of them and they're going to make a car by Ford to beat Ferrari. Ford v. Ferrari. Go America. <laughs> um, so, uh, Nick, Nick and Michael have not seen this uh, movie. <laughs> so after we give our thoughts, they will commentate. But, uh, Paul Hull, what are your thoughts on Ford v. Ferrari? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Michael, Michael just left. <laughs> um, okay. okay. So oh, my gosh. V- wait. Uh, uh, Bia Lorez is also <laughs> not wearing the uh, model UN shirt and blue jeans. Well, I don't want to be the guy who harps on Bia Lorez, but you know, she can do whatever she wants. She has power, you know, she's a principal's daughter. I mean, God, you know, that's that's powerful. That's pretty true. Um, Paul, what are your yeah. thoughts on Ford v Ferrari? Well, it's interesting you ask me that, Robert, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's great yeah, yeah why why Pahu? well Ford v Ferrari is I, I don't know man I think I liked it I watched it a long time ago I remember thinking you know what this is a pretty cool movie again of course uh, I didn't watch this in theaters the only best picture movie I saw in theaters was 1917 and uh <laughs> Ford v. Ferrari was not a good movie. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? I'm just giving my Michael's rating. like blank seat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just staring at Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> we need to not do backgrounds. It's so distracting, I swear. Fuck it up, but seriously, no. Yes, Ford yeah. v. Ferrari, I think it was pretty decent, you know. I think they did a swell job doing it. And I found, and I found myself pretty pretty prideful for america i was humming the star spangled banner afterwards it's a very prideful moment for me as a as a citizen of this country 
Um, I, I will agree with you. I think Ford v Ferrari is the most patriotic of all of these, uh, all of these um, movies Except that were nominated. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting that it was the one that was like the least likely to win. I am personally not a big fan of Ford v Ferrari. Like it's good. It's an entertaining movie. <laughs> oh, Michael is back. He has a whole plate of food with him. He has a hot dog, which he oh has eaten. Oh my god, another one. Yeah, no, Michael has eaten so many hot dogs. Anyways, uh, Ford v Ferrari is like, it's a fun movie and it's entertaining. But my God, it is so cliche. It is so predictable. And honestly, I don't remember much what? about the movie. Like, oh, I remember something about the movie. What? Like the... Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, cut. We're bleeping cut, that. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're bleeping that out. Um, but, anyways, I just didn't find much memorable about it. And uh, I don't know. It was just I think, an okay. I think Matt it was... Damon is a treasure. I, I really like Matt Damon. You know? Oh, yeah. Matt Damon is, yeah. is just an awesome guy. Like, even if yeah. he's not the greatest actor, he's still just an awesome guy. And he's just awesome. Yeah. In this he, movie. He's pretty dope. You know, he looks dope. He acts dope. He sounds dope. Everything about him is dope. <laughs> uh, Michael, Pahul, uh, Michael, Nick, do you guys have anything to say about uh, Ford v. Ferrari? Sounds pretty cool. Vroom, vroom. Michael? <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick, you have some facts about Ford v. Ferrari, right? Um, I do. I, I only have one uh, fact for each of the movies just because we have so many topics to cover. Right. Um, so... Wise. Very wise. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> One of the main actors, or the main actor, I don't really know, I haven't watched the damn movie, um, is Christian Bale, and um, from his uh, past... Uh, hey Nick, hey Nick, Nick, real quick, uh, look look at Pahul, Pahul's screen, look at the top left corner, you see how Christian Bale is the name on the poster? Oh, I, I can't read that far. Nick can't read, that's what I got from that, anyways, continue. Yeah, I can't read. Um, anyways, so from his previous uh, movie uh, thing, whatever, which I forget what that was. Um, so uh, it, Batman. He... <laughs> no. <laughs> but, okay. I'll wasn't Christian Bale Batman? He was Batman, right? Yeah, he was, but not, that wasn't his like the movie that preceded. I'll, I'll, I'll fact check what his last movie was because the fact checker is busy. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, Christian Bale for this role in Ford v Ferrari, he had to lose seventy pounds, and he did so in seven months. And what's funny is how he did that. When when asked how he did that, he just said, "I didn't eat." <laughs> <laughs> Christian Bale didn't eat for seven months, guys. And that's my fact. Wasn't wasn't Christian Bale in that one movie about the anorexic guy, oh, the machinist um, or something? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. His last movie before that was Vice, and he had to get yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a movie. Yeah, no. So Christian Bale has like a history of like losing and gaining weight a lot. Oh yeah, that's and like I Christian think, Bale's I think he thing. might die like when he's fifty or something because of that. Because I, I don't think that's healthy, you know. Kind of like, like uh, he might be Don Sh- Shorny. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah Don, he Don is a lot Shorty. Like him. Don Shorny did lose a lot of weight recently. Yeah. He he gained he had a bunch and then he lost it like very drastically. Because he started. <laughs> also, Christian Bale is forty six, so Christian Bale has four more years left, according to Pahul. If that ends oh, up being right, Christian you're going to be Bale. called a conspiracy theorist. R.I.P. Christian Bale. Okay, let's move on. Let's move All on right, to the next our movie, next baby. one. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, transition sound effect. Bruh. 
Wait, sorry, I'll play that louder. Nick, they're so quiet. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, my speaker was low. Bruh. There we go. <laughs> Michael, uh, what are you our doing next down movie is called The Irishman. This is three and a half hours oh. long, and it's directed by Martin Scorsese. And I actually watched one of his movies today. I watched Goodfellas. Uh, anyways, it's a mob movie starring Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci and Al Pacino. Is. And it's about a this dude named Frank Sheeran who was oh, involved they can't see you. <laughs> with a dude named Jimmy oh, Hoffa. And uh, by doing so, he got himself into some big, big boy trouble. And uh, it's a mob movie, which the which Martin Scorsese is famous for. And this one, thankfully, uh, all four of us have seen, or at least have seen the majority of. Uh, so let's start. Let's let's go in order of uh, of like where we appear on the screen. So Nick. Um. Okay. This movie is really long, <laughs> and I'm not one to watch long movies. So I gotta say, this one was uh pretty tough to get through as much as I went through. Uh, which was like two thirds of the movie. <laughs> so, Literally missed the best part of the movie. Yeah, I should probably watch, rewatch it. But like, I don't know. I I kind of found it really boring. Um, like I'm sure if I if I were to be a critic, I would say that this movie is astounding. However, I'm not one of those, so I did not enjoy the movie. But uh, I could say that it is really good nonetheless. From what I saw. <laughs> Um, Nick, just so you know, critics usually comment on their own opinion on movies. It's not like if they dislike watching a movie, they aren't going to give it a good review just because it has good technical aspects. <sighs> Douchebag. <laughs> I guess we're allowing that word on the podcast now. Of so course we are. <laughs> I personally love The Irishman like so much. Uh, I saw it once in theaters and once on Netflix, and I thought that it was just incredible. Like, and I understand what Nick was saying because it's a very long movie at three and a half hours. And I would say that the first three hours of this movie is just a really well-directed, very entertaining, albeit somewhat slow, but very entertaining um, mob movie. And I found the last 30 minutes of this movie to be like some of the most heartbreaking filmmaking from last decade. I thought it was extremely powerful the way that it kind of tackled with morality. And it really did kind of seem like it was Martin Scorsese. It was like his swan song. Like it was like his last, even though it isn't his last movie, it was like his last major outing into the film industry. And he kind of took the mobster like life that he kind of glorified through films like Goodfellas and he kind of humanized it and showed what it's really like getting older and, you know, having not many people around you anymore because you either drove them away or because they died. It's very, it's a very like powerful message. And I think it was told really well. Um, Michael is lying back and eating chicken nuggets (laughs) or whatever he's eating. He's eating chips. Mike, I think we've talked about Michael more than Michael has talked on this podcast. But yes, I love The Irishman. It is, I think my it's my third favorite out of the films that we are going to be reviewing today, which just goes to show that 2019 was a great year for film. They're still laughing uncontrollably. Um, Pahul? Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, Robert. That was very heartfelt. And yeah, I mean, um, what I, from what I know, uh, Martin Scorsese... <laughs> apparently michael doesn't know how to sit in a chair properly now he's just gone michael is gone now it's just a picture of armaldo you went trip 
<laughs> no, there's from a, last year. There's a chair, idiot, or a sofa. Where'd he go? <laughs> yeah, Michael's just gone. Anyways, Pahul, um, what are your thoughts on the Irishman? I think it was the movie was too long, you know. I mean, I. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just think that it's um, it's too long of a movie. I didn't enjoy it because it was too long, and I was like, ugh, when will this end? Like, get on with it, Jesus Christ. I was like the half of the like half of the movie was just me saying that you know I was just sitting there and I was like why are you saying that you know you should be saying that that much like why are you saying Jesus Christ that much and I was like you know Ma this is such a long movie and my dad <laughs> I talked to my dad about the movie you know and he was like oh it's such a long movie I just I just have to stop you know and he likes long movies <laughs> I can't I can't I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> We just got a run through of all of Paul's family. Um, so, oh, I just realized we forgot to give scores for Ford v Ferrari. Let's do that now. Um, I'm going to give all Ford right. v Ferrari a 6.5 out of 10. I would go to B. It's all a B. Um, and, uh, also, oh, wait, we'll, we'll say scores for the Irishman after Michael. So, Michael, yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on the Irishman? Uh, I really liked the Irishman's emphasis on what happens to the mobsters later in their lives. You know, the characters that we watched, they all just died of old age, completely isolated from their families. And even the other people talked about like when they died and how they died. And I think a big emphasis of the movie was that no one ended up happy. And I think that's important. Uh, I also thought that the three timelines story structure was interesting of the kind of the current timeline and then him when he's old, and then the middle-aged timeline. Because when you're seeing the clips of the middle-aged timeline when they're on the car ride, you think that everything's okay. But then it, when the current timeline merges into the middle timeline, and then it, it just was a big shock. So uh, I liked might, it. You might want to bleep that out, Nick, because that was a spoiler. But thank you, Michael. Cool. Oh, yeah, I forgot I about to... that. Oopsies. Uh, I need a timestamp. 24 minutes. 24 minutes we're only through two movies Damn. okay let, let, let's start going a little bit faster so let's all give our score so nick what was okay. your score for the irishman b the poll <laughs> um i'm gonna give it a 6.5 out of 10 i gave it a uh 9.25 eight b plus <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, Paul. Michael. I'm sorry, Michael. All right, our I'm next sorry, movie is. Hey! <laughs> oh wait, we need a we need a transition sound effect. Yeah, we also need facts, idiot. Oh. oh. <laughs> Don't try to cut my time. I want to. Anyways, so uh, the Irishman, um, as I said before, it's a very really long movie, and um, it's Martin Scorsese's longest film, and apparently the original cut is four hours long. Four hours! That's too much for a movie! Sorry. There's some really good you know, horror can, movies out there. If you start watching the movie while you're driving, you'd get to San Francisco by the time you end the movie. That's insane. That's insane. You could Back also down. kill you know? someone. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Yeah, no, the Film Studies Club podcast does not condone watching movies while driving. Let that be known. That's true. Unless you're in a Tesla. All right, our next movie we have No, also- no, no, dude, come on. We have all seen the next movie as well, which is Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> this one is about a uh, Hitler youth who loves Hitler, but then his mom lets a Jew in their house, and he's like, do I hate Hitler? I don't know. Um, Nick, what are your thoughts on Jojo Rabbit? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, I 
saw this movie like I, I had no idea what this movie was and then my friends were like hey just like randomly just said hey come with me to watch this like random movie that I had no idea and friend I, is in me and Michael and Isabella <laughs> not Pohol and me and Robert um anyways I had uh, no idea uh, what I was getting into and when I got out um I was really happy. This movie can make you so goddamn happy. I love this movie with all my heart, and it's my favorite movie of last year. That's all. That's all. You sound very robotic there, but wow. thank you for the feelings. That's that's Nick showing emotion. Um, my thoughts uh, on Jojo Rabbit. I also really, really do enjoy this movie. Uh, I don't think that it has quite the like emotional like gut punch that a lot of the other a lot of these other movies do, which is why it's not as high on my list. But I still think it's so entertaining and it's so like sweet and honestly, it's just like a very kind movie and it's a movie that kind of just shows like that even though there's bad in humanity, humanity can also be good. And I really like it for that. And also this has like such good set design and such good costume design. Like it was my pick for um, costumes at the Academy Awards. And I thought I would just point that out, but yeah, very very well-made movie, very stylized, and I can't wait to see what uh, Taika Waititi will do in the future. Oh. All right. Uh, <laughs> this movie, um, huh? I, I I didn't like. I didn't care that much about this movie. I was watching it, and I was like, yeah, eh, you know, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Nick disappeared into annoying orange. Um. I was like, whatever about this movie. I don't really care for it. You know, it's a, it's a nice movie, I guess. But like, you know, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Nazi Germany bad. You're dead. Yeah. Too. Okay. Downwards to Michael. Uh, It's actually upwards on my screen. On my screen, it's oh, to the right. Shoot. On my screen, it's to the right as well. See, this is, this is why this dude sucks. Down <laughs> to Michael. <laughs> Okay. Uh, overall, I like the movie. I don't know if I found it super exceptional. I just, I liked it. Um, my only comment on it is the director of it, he also directed Thor Ragnarok, right? Yes. And he cast, like, I just, I'm curious why he wanted to cast himself as Hitler. Like, did he just, I know it why. just seems horrifically entertaining. <laughs> Oh, that, that's a good transition into facts. What, what, what was that, Nick? Well, um, the uh, director actually is Jewish. And the reason he wanted ah. to play Hitler and actually make this movie was, um, this isn't verbatim, but uh, he wanted to say, screw you to Hitler. So he made this film. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. He portrays Hitler as like an idiot, kind of, yeah. during the movie. Oh, also, I just want to say, none of us on the podcast could know the actions of Nazi Germany or Hitler. That's it. I'm putting it yeah. out there. Yeah, thank, yeah. thank you. Thank Let's you, Paul. Um, Michael, do you have any more thoughts on Jojo Rabbit? No. <laughs> All right, well, let's give our score. Start out off with Nick. Um, I'm going to give it a 9 out of uh, 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 10. <laughs> I'm going to give this an 8.75 out of 10. 73 out of 100. Three out of a hundred? Seventy-three. Oh, gotcha. C plus. <laughs> C. C. <laughs> okay, nobody except us finds this podcast funny. Um, now we are on to Joker. 
This one is a movie about society. Uh, have we all uh, seen this yeah. one? Nope. I have. Nick has not seen it. Okay, I'll go first then. Uh, Joker is a very controversial movie, and I understand why. There's a lot of like aspects of this movie that are like kind of bad. Like it's very amateur, and the screenwriting can be like really bad at times. But beyond that, I think that the like tone that this movie has is like really engrossing, and I think that it's like it's kind of fascinating the world that they build. Um, and I like how it kind of relates to the lead character. And obviously like Joaquin Phoenix carries this movie like crazy. And overall, I just found it very entertaining. I think it's messages. It was like a little like skewed and it didn't quite know what it was trying to say all the time, but uh, when it did, I, I enjoyed it. And I think it just has a very, very cool like pace and tone. And I already said that. So uh, on to Fahu. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think it was an entertaining movie. I enjoyed it. I, didn't, I don't know if it should be nominated for an Oscar. Uh, yeah, definitely like best not picture. 11 Oscars. Yeah, I don't think that's worth, like, I don't think it deserves that. And yeah, it's already been said, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, he, he did a very good job. Good for him. Clap, clap, clap. And uh, that's it. Yeah, that's my review for Joker. Moving down. Moving to the up. right. No, no, Michael. <laughs> I thought you were going to leave. I'm sorry. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Joker? Uh, I really liked it. Let <laughs> 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 uh, me think. So I, I know that one of the big critiques of the movie was that the protagonist was, uh, or that Joker was humanized, and because then some of his actions, people got upset because his actions were quote-unquote justified. And I, I think it's a bit ridiculous that that's the reason why a lot of people got angry about it. That's all yeah. I Actions say. were justified in the movie, though, right? Like, that's well, okay. what I, I, I got from We're going to have to talk spoilers if we talk about that. So spoilers? Ooh. Spoilers? Let's yeah, just talk spoilers. Spoil it. But I, I don't want to yeah. hear it. Nick, uh, Nick cover your ears. Up. You could have watched it. I you couldn't have. have. Well, I'd have Why? to buy it, and I'm not going to purchase. It takes like it's so you're four never bucks gonna to watch rent. It. So you're never going to watch it. That's the point right now. So what we're going to do is <laughs> just matter, because you're never going to pay for it, so we can talk about it, right? Go ahead. Okay. Thank so you. I I don't consider them like condoning his actions at all because at the end of the movie, part of what like made me a bit upset about it was that it kind of took like the centrist way out because like the entire movie was like authorite bad, authorite bad. Um, but then at the end of the movie, it was like lib left bad. And it was like, look how awful this guy is for, you know, doing all these terrible things. And like by the end of the movie, when he's, you know, he kills the person and he's like running around the hall and there's blood going everywhere. Like, I felt like they were suddenly like turned on Joker and were portraying him as like this, you know, this like terrible person. So honestly, I thought that the movie, it didn't have a problem with not, uh, with condoning the actions of Joker. I thought it just had a problem not knowing which actions to condone. Yeah. Uh, Marvel's better. Cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Nick, what, what's some interesting facts about Joker? Well, um, uh, there were not a lot of interesting facts about this movie. The only thing I could like scrape up was uh, the fact that this movie, 
apparently is supposed to mark the start of a new company for DC that like produces standalone DC movies, which is I think is interesting because that's gonna fail. I, no, think. I mean, Joker made a billion dollars worldwide. Nick, so that is the first actually. Uh, um, wait. Yeah, first it, R-rated it, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. First R-rated movie. Uh, it was the first of something. I just couldn't remember what. Yeah, first R-rated movie to make a billion dollars, which is pretty impressive. Okay, now we're on to the next one, which only no. Pahul and I have seen. So I haven't seen movie. any of the movies from this point. <laughs> I think I don't need to be here. <laughs> but you're our special guest, Michael Bundy. Oh, yeah, good point. I got my airborne gummies. What do you eat? Are you supposed to eat? <laughs> oh, no. I, I kind of want to get more food. <laughs> well, well, you're perfectly free to go do that. Yeah, I'm gonna go get another hot dog. Okay. Uh, uh, anyways, <laughs> our next movie is Little Women, directed by Greta Gerwig, and it's about four Preach. sisters. <laughs> Paul, what's up? <laughs> what are your thoughts on Little Women? Well, um. When I watched it, I didn't get it. But then when I talked to you and you explained to me, like, you know, it's supposed to be like a happy movie and everything, you know, it's a feel good kind of movie. I think I get it, but I still don't get it because, like, it's based on a book, you know, whatever. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, uh, I'm just gathering my thoughts here. And uh, I didn't. Oh, wait, we forgot to review Joker. <laughs> no, he did not. No, I he did might not give the give scores. Oh, scores for Joker, right? Um, Michael's gone, so that'll be a bit difficult. But uh, Nick, you, you, oh wait, you didn't see it. Um, I'm gonna give Joker an eight. I'm gonna go to B. Okay, uh, Little Women, continue. Plus, yeah, so I don't know how to feel about this movie. I mean, I know how closely it is related to the book, but uh, I just don't know, dude. You know, like it's ah. Uh, Moving on. You you talk. I'm gonna collect my thoughts and my anger because I thought I did not care for this movie that much. Wow, you know, like it's it's a feel good Christmas movie, and it's like you know, I, I, sometimes I get it, sometimes it's about I, who there's like, like yeah, what 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 like you know what it, it's a buck you know like what get it it's together make, man. Make oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, are you having a stroke? <laughs> Are you okay? I just don't know what I just don't know what to say about this movie. I just don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Well anyways, <laughs> now that Bohol's gotten his anger out, uh I actually I enjoy Little Woman quite a bit. I I really like the tone of this movie. Like it's very different than Joker, but I have the same like uh positive quality about it, is that its tone is really nice. It's very lighthearted and it's very happy and even when it gets into some of the heavier themes in the movie it can still like retain its tone and it ends up just being such a happy movie and like when i think about like the feeling that you get it a third hot dog wow when i feel like when i think of like the feeling that you get at christmas time little women always pops in my head and i think it's it's just such like a kind movie and it's just a fun one to watch and i honestly i do need to give it a rewatch but when i first saw it i was just like enamored with how like fun it was it reminded me of ladybird which was directed by the same uh director and i like ladybird a little bit more but just kind of the same like general tone i i ended up enjoying <laughs> little woman quite a bit and i'm gonna give it uh an 8.5 and pahul oh shoot i'm gonna give it a c Plus, oh, i thought you were gonna get it an f after you like screamed about it 
Yeah, you know what? I was thinking about it again, and I was like, okay, whatever. See, <laughs> oh. oh, he needs some milk. <laughs> Nick, Nick, we we didn't need the transition sound effect yet. We needed facts. Oh, okay. Well, um, one of the main characters, uh, played by Florence Pugh. Pew. I don't know how to pronounce that. Pugh. Pugh. Florence Pugh. Pugh. Um. So, uh, she. She actually is the same actor uh, who was the a main character in Midsommar. Um, and Duh. <laughs> <laughs> and so this isn't like a direct quote, but she essentially said, Robert, no cameras. Uh, she essentially said that, um, Michael, <laughs> what did she say? She said, um, she said, um, what did she say, Nick? Uh, she said that um, she, uh, she she started shooting uh, Little Women after she uh, just after she had shot um, Midsommar, and she said that shooting Little Little Women was her therapy for having to shoot such a stress-inducing film, <laughs> and I think that's really funny. Honestly, Midsommar like, was pretty stressful. Oh, I get it was that. Really stressful. I prefer her performance in Midsommar over oh, her too. performance in Little Women, and yet the yeah. Little Women one was the one that got the Oscar nomination. Ooh, yeah, Stupid, if you ask me. I wasn't expecting Midsummer to. Well, know, who are we well, to yeah, go against the Academy? You know, like we're nothing, and the Academy is so great. You know, like who are we? You know, we're mere mortals. You know, but, you're standing <laughs> in front of the Academy. The, the Academy are near mortals as well. Yeah, but that's yeah, a but lot they're of like them. a big collection of mere mortals. Ah, yeah, gotcha. Like, they got more years than we like, do. Yeah, it's like you know, it's, it's yeah. Um, Michael, do you have anything to say about Little Women? Uh, I think the Academy needs to get into a fist fight with the film studies club. <laughs> <laughs> you want like 9,000 people to fight four people? No, no, no. I'm no. Take like, the, I'm everyone take in Dobson's zero. room fighting the Academy. I think we could do it. I, I oh, would agree so 12 people fighting 9,000 people instead. Right. Exactly. Would, would Mrs. Dobson join us? Uh, she would flip Oh, burgers. shoot. Not Mrs. Dobson. Mrs. Dobson. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. We only said her last name, so she's still confident. You just, you just said, okay. What? Oh, you gave it away. Maybe her first name is Uh-oh. Mrs. Oh. Did you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Michael, what is your score for uh, Joker? We never got that. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, uh, uh, eight point seven on IMDb. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> Cool. Uh, anyways, next up we have Marriage Story, which was directed by Noah Baumbach, and it's about two pretentious people that get divorced. Adam Driver. Scarlett <laughs> uh, Johansson. Nick, what is your thoughts on Marriage Story? Um, I really liked Marriage Story. I thought it was very um, like provoking of the emotions. Uh, sorry, provocative. I mean, sorry, I'm an idiot. Um, anyways, and, uh, I thought the, uh, actors were, like, perfect for their roles. I thought Adam Driver that, okay, I find him very attractive, but also, I feel like he's he, not hot. He is the kind of, I, 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 I disagree. Respect the speaker. Um, this so, is not Chase. So this is Film Studies Club, hey! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> to me and a lot of other people, he's the kind of attractive in the way that, like, he's a father figure. Like, he he, he has, like, you know, like, the... Okay, dad, like you're getting disgusting. weird. Disgusting. <laughs> I meant, like, weird. he... Okay. 
He is a father okay, figure I don't know how to you a lot of people. Mem, I don't know how you feel about Memtana, but I don't, I don't like this, dude. Yeah, I think he yeah, has Nick, some I don't, I don't like the patch you're going, going on. on. Just please keep yeah. on talking. Please. Um, I thought they were both very parent-like, especially Adam Driver, and the fact that, like... Parent-like? Yeah, like, they were obviously parents in the film, and, and like... Uh, and okay. Seriously, the movie. what 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 parent takes their kid to In and Out? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question, Paul. Are you kidding me, Paul? <laughs> that, that's the that's the that's the activity you would like to question from the movie. Well, I mean, they did, they did drop their burgers. Oh, this, this is not spoilers, right? Like no, that's not is, essential to the movie, right? That that's not a spoiler. The kid drops his burger. Oh my god! Don't end. spoil the burger drop scene. Burger, burger. Okay, <laughs> Nick, uh, finish your thoughts. Yeah, man. finishing thoughts. I thought it was very good. That's my thoughts. <laughs> okay, Marriage Story was my number one movie of 2019 for a very long time, and now it is my number two because of another movie we'll be talking about later. What? I was giving it a clap because it's number one, but now it's number two. And you know, first second's first loser or something like that. Well, how, how does it say go? The second, first, like, second place first, is the first loser. First loser, second, yeah. First or second, the the best. Third, Michael Bunchy's losing. <laughs> um, marriage Story, I think, is incredible because of the way that it like deals with its characters. I think it's excellent writing. The fact that it takes its characters and you you at the start of the movie, you kind of hate them because they're like bad people in your opinion. But as the movie goes on, you learn to like relate to them even more and more. And towards the end of the movie, you realize that. What? Relatable douchebags. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing is the characters are very relatable. And because of that, in the scenes where there's like, where they're fighting or where they're arguing with each other, I thought it was great how, you know, I felt so attached to the characters and I related to them so much that I felt like I was watching like my own parents like fighting. And when a movie can connect to you on that level, I think that it's really great. And yeah, I just, I love Marriage Story. I think the performances are like otherworldly in it, both from Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. <laughs> Michael has an axe in his hand right now. Yeah, and Nick has a cat. Nick <laughs> has a cat and then Michael decided to go and get an axe for some reason. Anyways, uh, Pahul, what are your thoughts on Marriage Story? Uh, I, this is the first Oscar Best Picture nominee I saw because it was on Netflix. And you know, this is a, compared to its uh, other Best Picture Netflix counterpart, I think this is a very decently sized movie. And um, I, I think it was a good movie. Um, not much to say about it. Uh, good acting, I guess. Good job. Good hustle out there, boys. Let's go. <laughs> All right, uh, let's give scores. And girls. Nick. Wait, didn't Michael? Oh, no, he hasn't. Okay. Um, uh, sorry, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 as well. I'm going to give it a 9.57. A minus. Uh, All right. Tomatoes certified fresh. <laughs> uh, can, we, can we get a fact and then a transition sound effect? Uh, well, the fact is actually can probably be really funny and also awkward. So, um, when the director, sorry, when the director was asking uh, Scarlett Johansson to be, you know, the main character uh, in the film, well, sorry, the, the supporting character. Um, Your words are just not with you today, Nick. Supporting actress. Supporting actress. She's leading actress. She was nominated for leading, leading actress. actress. Or Dern won supporting actress. Oh. 
Leaning, okay, anyways. Um, apparently, when she was being asked to do this, uh, Scarlett Johansson was going uh, through her second divorce, which I think is really funny. <laughs> Why is it funny that she was going through you're a divorce, a, Nick? You're, you're a screwed up person. Well, because, the, no, like, like, imagine... First, ima- with the, first with the Adam Driver being hot because he's a dad, and then with the Scarlett Johansson being getting divorced, it's funny. Nick, you're on, like, a... You're like Let a me rail. speak, shut you're, up. You're, like, on a roller coaster that's going down, but there's no bricks. It's just start <laughs> going down to new and new levels. And then eventually you're, like, in the middle of, like, the Earth's core... And then you go through it, and you're like in a whole new different dimension of lows, you know? It's it's bad. You're like in the nether region. <laughs> These two our, people like are friends. I will <laughs> remind you. Anyways, so I just imagine you're like the director for the film, and then you go to Scarlett Johansson, and you're like, hey, can you like be in my movie that talks about divorce? And she's like, I'm actually in the middle of a divorce. And then like, they stare at each other for like five minutes. You know, that's how she responded. You have such a weird sense of humor. Okay, please transition sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> the record scratch. <laughs> I couldn't hear it. Can you play it again? <laughs> How appropriate. Because uh, our next movie is 1917. That makes no sense. How is that appropriate? <laughs> uh, uh, how the hell is that appropriate? I don't know. I mean, how? Um, how the hell 1917 is, is about to. This is my dog. Michael's gone me. again. <laughs> <laughs> Michael somehow just went back into the picture and picked up Pahul. This um, this is the worst episode. I know this, this. The other two were so good. Like, I mean, they weren't. They were so good. We're progressively getting worse as each episode goes on. Um, Nineteen seventeen is our next movie, and it's about two British dudes, and uh, they have to get a message from one place to another in a limited amount of time, or a lot of their other British dudes are going to die. Sad. True that. Um, Nick, have Facts. you seen this movie? I have. Thoughts? Um, I thought that the tricks in this movie to like hide all the edits was, I think, really seamless. Which, I mean, I guess it's not really that hard to do, but I thought that the way they did it, the way they implemented them, was very creative. And um, I feel like, I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like this is a really big accomplishment for cinematography in the uh, theatrical world. Why are you can, laughing can, at me? Can, can you pause? Do you guys not hear the noise that's happening? I hear nope. a dog. My my parents are are talking quite loudly, and my dog just slammed into his whole body into the door. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Edit it out if you want. Continue, Nick. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Um. Yeah. I just, I, I think that the cinematography in this movie was a massive, um, technological breakthrough, and I really liked it. Thank you. Those are my thoughts. I would right. call it a technological breakthrough. I mean. I mean, it hasn't there been other like, hasn't there? Oh, yeah, been there's been tons of one-shot are, movies. Like, yeah, okay, like, never mind. I don't think me. it's a very no. This is the most yeah, like yeah, seamless-looking yeah. one that I've seen, but it's still a one-shot movie. Um. Oh look, I have Quentin Tarantino. Are you touching nose. Quentin Tarantino? I'm touching his nose. Do you think no. he doesn't have feet? Like he like he has feet envy. Like he doesn't have them, so like he really wants them. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Anyways, for a solid forty-five minutes. What? You think whenever Quentin Tarantino goes into the bathroom, he just takes off his shoes and socks, and he just stares at his feet for just a solid chunk of time, and then yeah. <laughs> Michael, talk closer to the microphone, please. Yeah, you were you were barely audible, Oops. but you don't need to repeat it. Don't worry, we got it. Um, okay, 
1917, I think that it takes a very different approach to characters than uh, Marriage Story. A lot of people watching this movie were like, there were there was no character developments. And that was one of the fatal flaws with the movie was that I couldn't relate to the characters. But personally, the reason that I related to the characters was because Sam Mendes was such a masterful director that he created a movie that was so suspenseful and so intense that I felt like I was going through that intense experience with those lead guys. And I think that's extremely impressive when a movie can do that. Uh, because... Like, I mean, it's it's so difficult to mimic, to give you a sense of like true intensity and fear. And the only way that you can do that is by creating like super real stakes and making just like an atmosphere with the movie that just feels so unsafe. And Sam Mendes did that so well. And because of that, I ended up caring about the characters and the ending ended up like delivering like a very strong emotional like kind of gut punch at the end, which I thought was also really good and kind of, gave the movie a message that it kind of needed. So I really did enjoy 1917. I feel like the soundtrack really made this movie. It did. Yeah. Boom. Uh, 1917 was the only movie I saw in theaters out of the Best Picture nominees. Don't laugh at that. And I'm Get your hand out of, his, out of his mouth, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad. My hand's going to Quentin Tarantino's mouth. Oh no! Too bad it's not the foot. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> He's eating me! He's eating me! Go ahead. This is like a this is like a minute long segment of of Gwen Tarantino you know, eating Robert Burke. Well, I have an idea. But we'll keep on talking. Okay. Uh. So like, yeah. I mean, this is the only movie I saw in theaters, and I, I'm kind of glad I did because it was quite tense, and I had fun watching it. And, you know, like, my hands get sweaty when I'm nervous. And my hands were sweaty as hell, man. And that's, my, and that's, and that's it. Yeah, I did. I, I, I don't think I got popcorn during this movie, but if I did, it would have been much better. What would have popcorn made the experience better? Well, because, you know, that I'm, I was hungry during the movie. I get hungry. Michael, where'd you get that? Yeah, um, anyways, uh, Michael just pulled up a picture and it says, I hate Nick so much. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I'm just I love laughing. You. Anyways, um, <laughs> Nick, give your score for uh, 1917. Um, I'm gonna give it a 9.1 out of 10. You you gave Jojo Rabbit a nine, and you said that was your favorite. Uh, Robert, okay, my enjoy my the way I enjoy a movie and the the way I think like a movie is in quality are di- two different things. Weirdo. Um, I'm gonna give 1917 a 9.25. Paul. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give it an A. An A. I was gonna sneeze there. I was gonna sneeze there, and I did sneeze. It sucks. I'm uh, almost gonna. Oh, uh, really Metacritic to rating right now. Of just... A. A. <laughs> Michael, do you have anything to say about 1917? Uh, I think it was a modern work of modern fiction and historical fiction that I think is incredibly important in our society. <laughs> nice. Uh, Pahul and Nick are bro-fisting. Uh, Nick, <laughs> can you take a break from the bro-fisting and uh, give us a fact in the transition sound effect? Um, my only fact is that, uh, did you know that this movie is made to look like it was shot? <laughs> 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 in one day. <laughs> 
I did not. Very interesting, Nick. Thank you. And it was shot in 40 millimeter film. Or lens, I mean. Sorry. Anyways, those are my facts. I'm so That's my feeling about this podcast so far. <laughs> that sound effect. Um, okay. Our next up, uh, second to last, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> and this movie stars uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. And it is about All two bros duo. in Hollywood just chilling in Hollywood for the majority of the movie. And then there's something. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get that part. You know, like they're chilling so much. Where's the what's the action gonna happen? They're just chilling and chilling and chilling. I'm like, get on with it. Let's start actioning some stuff off. And at the end, they start jumping in the pool and burning. And then I like that stuff. You know, that was good stuff. My thoughts I was exactly. Like, Man, which is <laughs> like okay. No, 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 seriously, because Brad Pitt's doing, like, he's fixing some uh, cable on the roof of DiCaprio's house, and DiCaprio's all crying to some little girl, and a third, the, I forgot the actress's name, but she's, Robbie. she's in her she's in her house, you know, she's just doing house, she's just in her house. She's doing house. I don't house. know what that's supposed to be. She's doing house, yeah, that's what she's doing, and it's just, a, it's just, I didn't get it, you know? I mean, maybe it was trying to depict the, the everyday life of Hollywood stars of the 60s, but, you know, I'm not interested about that. I don't boo-hoo. I feel like that was a little, like little bit it. for character development, but that's okay. Well, how is her doing house stuff character development? Well, because she, when she was, like, dancing to the music, it just tells you that she's a very giddy person, and then when she's at, like, a movie theater, you can tell that she wants to be, like, she's very proud of her, like, a, like acting career and stuff like that, and she wants to be noticed, so. Well, I think she wants to be noticed, because she didn't, she wasn't like, oh, hey, I'm the actress, look at me. While Doesn't want to be noticed, and why would she, ha- why she have her feet uh, take up a third of the freaking screen? <laughs> that was her choice, not, not Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Anyway, I enjoy Once Upon a Time in Hollywood quite a bit because I like it for the reason Pahul is confused by it. I just think it's a very chill and fun movie to watch. And it totally defies script structure. And a lot of the movie is just like, let's just walk around Hollywood. But I mean, old Hollywood in the late 60s is just an awesome environment. So like, I didn't have much of a problem with it. And honestly, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So, yeah. Shall we do scores? Like 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 100%. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Wow. Okay. 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 Uh, I'm giving it an uh, 8. B+. Plus. I'm tying this with my favorite movie of uh, Jojo Rabbit. So Jojo gets a 9 and this gets a 10. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, Nick. Uh, oh, wait. Real quick. Michael, do you have anything to say about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Um, <laughs> he, has a, he has a note card on his head. Uh, a Metacritic rating of uh, three. Three. Yeah. Wow. Very very low on the Metacritic scale. Uh, um, uh, Nick, you got any facts for us? I do. So you know the scene um, with Bruce Lee. No spoilers here, but uh, there, there's a fight happens that with Bruce Lee. Um. Anyways, that that scene was like the most controversial in the film, and they originally had oh, it. Yeah. They originally had it for um. Uh, Cliff, the guy who's fighting him, to just win, like, outright, instead of being, like, stopped, but, um, he was, like, uh, Quentin Tarantino was, like, almost forced to, like, have it be a draw at the end, because it was just so controversial. Anyways, that's my fact. Yeah, Bruce Lee is so good at fighting, like, I don't, I don't even know if Brad Pitt could go toe-to-toe with him. Is it, he's dead, right? Brad Pitt? (laughs) Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee's dead, right? 
Yeah, Bruce Lee's dead. If you're so good at fighting, then why is he dead? That good at fighting. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he wasn't that good at fighting, bro. Well, no, no, but he he was like the best in the world. I th- I think he died. I don't know how Bruce Lee died. Nick, fact check how Bruce how Lee died. Did Bruce. Wait, but for, first, first, wait, first, we need a transition sound effect. Um. Oh God. Okay. Wait, sorry. Hold on. This is bad. What <laughs> <laughs> what's so bad, Paul? What's wrong? Cerebral bad edema, stuff, guys. Yeah, we should be we should be joking about this. Poor guy. What's bad. cerebral edema? Wait, what? 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 Oh, um, it a swelling of the bad. brain caused by excess fluid. It's bad, guys. What's bad? Well, okay. Around seven thirty p.m., he went to lie down for a nap. When Lee did not come home for dinner, Chow came to the apartment, but he was unable to wake Lee up. A doctor was summoned and spent 10 minutes attempting to revive Lee before sending him by ambulance to Queen Elizabeth Hospital. Lee was declared dead on a, an arrival. That's sad stuff, guys. We should be joking but about how it. How did he die? His brain just stopped working? Yeah, he just... Uh-oh. Or, cuckoo. Huh. Anyways, yeah. our it's next movie how up... Leading life is. One our next movie... People in the world could just die, you know? It's sad stuff. It's really... Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Our next movie is Parasite. This one is oh, directed by one. Bong Joon-ho. 10 out of 10. A plus. I love this one. <laughs> Parasite awesome. follows the story of a family who starts chilling with another family. Some stuff goes down. Uh, Nick, what are your yeah. thoughts on Parasite? Um, I wish it wasn't so hyped up for me. I, it deserves the hype 100%. But... Um, it was hyped up to a, to so much of a degree for me that it made my experience worse. But overall, I think this is a very quality movie and very enjoyable movie. Um, but I uh, people were saying, "Oh my god, it's literally like one of the best movies ever," and that just worked it up so like high in my expectations that it couldn't live up to it. Um, but overall, other than that, I think it w- this was a fantastic movie, and I would love to see more. Wait, did you not finish it? I did finish it. I met like more movies from this guy, even though he has made other movies. I'm just, I don't, I don't really. Just, care just saying movies. more is very ambiguous, Nick. I'm not quite sure what that. <laughs> Do you have to pick part, like to pick apart everything <laughs> I say? <laughs> no, just that it was so ambiguous. Like Parasite Two, Parasite Three, <laughs> Parasite Two. Imagine if they made a second one. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. Well, they're making oh, yeah, a they're making like, a TV show based on Parasite. Someone making an English version of it. No, they're making a TV show based on Parasite. Yeah, they should make like a second one, like straight to DVD. That's like really stupid. <laughs> and it would, it would have a really stupid. crappy DVD cover. Like, yeah. How is a TV? Ugh. I feel like a TV show would ruin it, but whatever. Yeah, yeah no, no, the, well, they're making one on HBO anyway, so. That's, that's mm. extremely stupid. Yeah, it is stupid. Right, I don't get HBO sometimes. What does HBO stand for? Uh, Homeboy Broadcasting. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. Nick, you're the fact checker. You look it up. All right, okay, let me just... Uh... You've checked no facts so far. This <laughs> check no facts this episode. But who so, checked the first thing? No, my turn. Uh, Paul, home box office. What? I think it's exciting home that a Korean movie, like a foreign language movie, won Best Picture. I think it's this is this is like the first time it happened, and that's pretty crazy, you know? Like, whoa. yes. And I think it's it's very interesting, and I really like this movie. I really enjoyed it. I don't think it should have won foreign film. I don't think it deserved it. I think Best Picture makes sense. The porn <laughs> film is pretty stupid. It's pretty 
I will, I don't want to say the word, but it's pretty stupid. And I'm not going to say the word because, but I'm thinking of it. Anyway, you, Robert? I don't think it's stupid because the category is best international feature and it's whatever international feature is the best. And it just so happened that Parasite was. Can you guys hear my dogs? I can hear rattling. I cannot. Yeah, I can barely hear it. Pause. Oh yeah! Sorry I got the, for time the interruption, stuff. guys. We got Robert back. Resume. Um. Anyways, so hey, best. I haven't said my thoughts yet. Uh, <laughs> Parasite is an incredible movie, in my opinion. I gave it a very, very high score. It's my number one movie of 2019. It's incredibly suspenseful. It feels like it creates its own genre. Uh, literally, everything has already been said about it, like already. And just throwing it out there on Letterboxd, it is currently the highest rated movie ever and the most popular movie ever. And I think to have that kind, that's like such an achievement. And to be able to do that, a movie has to be like an absolute masterpiece. And I honestly could see future generations looking back at this and calling it at least one of possibly the greatest movie of all time. Uh, The way that like we look back on the Godfather now, anyways. Nick. What? Facts. And, oh, wait, no, scores. Oh. Scores. Nick, what's your score? Um, I'm going to give it an 8.5. I'm going to give it a 9.75. Wow. I'm going to give it an A+. Plus. Michael? Uh, uh, I'm talking about like... Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Out of ten, <laughs> it's about as good as I think the Guinness Book of World Records 2015 edition was. Ah, it's oh, heavy. I was gonna buy that. I think it was, <laughs> no, I was gonna buy the 2013 one. I was gonna buy the 2013 one, but then I saw that the 2014 one came out. I was gonna buy the 2014 one, but then I thought, oh, they're gonna make one every year. I'm just gonna buy like the last one, but then I realized they're never gonna have a last one. I'm just gonna die. You're projecting the right last now. one, and that's it. Yeah. Um. Projecting means like you're you're spewing out all of your emotions at once on, on us for no reason. That's called free association. Okay. Um, so I have two facts. Uh, so the first one was uh, when uh, an interview uh, interviewer asked if. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the director of Parasite? I forget his name. Bong Chum Ho or something like that. Michael just pulled up a picture of a Franker U football player, and it says MVP. He's smoking a big cigar. Anyways, Nick, yeah, we are not political. We are not political. No, not political. We Uh, do not condone anything related to politics. (laughs) Be it Prager U or anti Prager U. Um, We love everyone. What's the what's the except uh, for Nazi Germany? We do not like Nazi Germany. Bong Joon Ho. Anyways, when asked uh, if he thought his movie was good, being Parasite, uh, he he said, uh, "I hope it is." <laughs> <laughs> and the second one is, um, you know, like the you know the family's phones that they like go on all the time or whatever. Um, uh huh. Their family's phones still work after being drenched by a bunch of rain and an entire flood that went up to their necks, and it st- they still work. How crazy. Wait, like in real life, or that just happened in the screenplay? In, in, the, in the movie, like, it's, it's a continuity error. Oh, gotcha. Huh. Yeah, That's you better stupid. let Bong Joon-ho know. Yeah, um, anyways, 
We have finally gone through. Greatest movie of all time. We have finally gotten through all nine of these freaking movies. He needs some milk. So now we are on to the game review, and this week we are going to review a very classic game, Minecraft. So let, let's go in reverse order. Let's go. <laughs> um. So you know, Michael just changed his background to a post about uh, being kind to people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he'll change his background to a picture of Steve from Minecraft, but he's incredibly buff and he's carrying a whole tree on his back. Anyway... (laughs) So our game review this month will be Minecraft. Uh, Minecraft is a game. Uh, I don't know. Let's go in reverse order this time. Let's go Michael, Pahul, Robert, Nick. So, Michael, what are your thoughts on Minecraft? I think one of the beautiful things about this game is that it gives you the power to do literally anything. It's in a world that is, I think, 30 million by 30 million blocks wide, which is a, virtually an infinite landscape to do basically anything you can take any block and move it anywhere else you're able to uh create farms that enrich your world and i think that the amount of freedom yeah the amount of freedom that you're able to have in this game is incredible you see technical players that have built entire computers within this game that can do equations like seven times four and i can do that but can you build a computer inside of minecraft that does that I can just do that on paper, Michael, or use my calculator <laughs> like a normal person. I don't need to boot up Minecraft just to do it. Like in the middle of the SATs, I'm not going to go on and join game and then start. Oh, that'll be awesome, though. Actual cal- like Minecraft calculator, you know? I watched the like, video of the do guy that. doing that, and it took his Minecraft calculator, I think, like seven minutes to do seven times seven. That is why I'm not scared of AI. You know, bring it on, AI. I want to <laughs> kick your butt. You say that now and yeah. just wait till they own the world. I love you, AI. Now I'm going to be I'll their go pet. I'll go all Terminator on their butt. Like Terminator is the machine, so the machines will go Terminator on you. Who killed Terminator? Who was the one who killed Terminator? What do you mean? John Connor. Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor killed the Terminators, right? Well, which Terminator movie? Oh, my God. There's so many of them. I don't even know. Moving on. I like Minecraft. Moving on, Robert's turn. Wait, did you say you don't like it or you do like it? Oh, I like it. I, I I enjoy Minecraft. Good to know. Okay, Minecraft is a childhood game for me as it is for many, and it took me a while to get into it. But after kind of getting into building recently, I have a lot of fun with Minecraft, and I think it's a very enjoyable game. And there's a lot. There's just it's like it's a game that has where you can do virtually anything in it. And there's also multiple games that you can play within the game. And I just think that that's pretty cool. It's a very creative, it it was a very creative game that kind of defined a generation of kids. So even if you don't like it, you at least have to appreciate it. And uh, that's my thoughts. Um, I think Minecraft is one of those games that was like an accidental success. Like a Marcus person was not trying to create. Notch. 
Notch was not trying to create a good game when he was making this. It just accidentally... What, Robert? <laughs> who who goes out and spends hours, hundreds of hours on a game and is like, I, I don't want this game to be good. He didn't. He spent like a, like a few days and and um and made uh like a very demo version of Minecraft as like a little like coding project. Anyways, um, and it accidentally like became such an amazing concept. Like I feel like it's like the same as like the invention of like chocolate chip cookies or something like that. Like it was an accidental invention, but it became like a worldwide success. And I think the best games come from accidents because I mean, if it's not even meant to be good and it, and it, um, then it would have to be extremely good to be even considered like competent. And so I think Minecraft is like the best example of this. And I've spent like well over probably a year playing this game, like full through and, and it's 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 like the game I've played most throughout my life, and I, I don't know why I just kind of like can't stop playing it. But anyways, yeah, it's not not my favorite game, but it's one of my favorite games, and I, I love it a lot. Uh, Nick, you're not an amazing game, so I don't agree with your statement. Uh, Michael, what did you score for Minecraft? What? <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft. What is your score for Minecraft? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has been such a mess i swear four out of, five. Out of? <laughs> four. okay uh i'm gonna give it an a minus i will give it a 9.5 i will also give it a 9.5 are you kidding me? <laughs> that is an obvious 10. You have dumped a year of your life into that game. I don't think it's a 10. <laughs> it's just baffling to me. All right. For the rest of the podcast, I'm go- briefly going to go over movies that have hit VOD and give my general thoughts. And then we will move on to your user submitted questions. So Damn, first... how much, how far are we into the podcast? Nick? Yeah, how... An hour and 13 minutes. <laughs> Oh, we're good. We're good. Yeah, it's not I thought it was bad. like two hours at this point or something. Yeah. Okay. So recently on March 27th, I still believe hit VOD. This is a faith-based movie that I did not enjoy very much. Um, you can go to the first episode to see my thoughts on it. The Call of the Wild also Ooh. came out, which was pretty good. It had Harrison Ford. You had Downhill, which wasn't great, but it's just an okay family drama comedy that you could watch if you want to. Um Portrait of a Lady on Fire also came to VOD and also on Hulu. And that is a movie I recommend tenfold. It is one of my favorite movies of 2019. I just rewatched it and it shot up from number 13 on my list to number four. It is absolutely incredible. And I implore that you all go watch it. On March 31st, we had Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, which I'm not even going to comment on. We also had The Current War, which was a movie about like light bulbs or something. I don't remember it very well. It wasn't great. Uh, we also had Sonic the Hedgehog, which was more fun than I expected, and Bad Boys for Life, which was very enjoyable. So anyway, now that we are down with all of that, let's move on to our user-submitted questions. Anybody want to fill a minute while I pull them up? Uh, I have them right here. I'll start. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, let's have our special guest read these user-submitted questions. So I have a question for you, Pahul, and it's specifically for you. It's from uh, Kennedy oh. E. Laney. Don't. Uh, what has Pahul been up to lately? Question for only Pahul. 
And also, how long do you think shelter in place will last? How long do you think shelter in place will last? I'm sorry. Well, today was not a good day, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Dentist. Today I was going to go to... Today I was going to go to my orthodontist. I was thinking of getting my braces off. I was feeling it. But orthodontists are closed. So I'm stuck with my braces. As you can see right here. That's my braces. That's Nobody my can braces. see that's it. This is a podcast. But you guys can see it. And I have my braces on me. So that sucks. But other than that, um, I think it's been, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't change up my PJs this, today. Oh, oh, PJs. And uh, it's been pretty chill, you know. I've I've been chilling. I've been enjoying life, oh, one minute at a time. And what was the other? Oh yeah, the shelter. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I'm not the governor of California. I'm not Gavin Newsom, so I'm not gonna make any official <laughs> statements about that. You guys should follow him. I think it's at Gavin Newsom at Twitter. He he knows what's up. Anyway, that's it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. sorry question Michael. for the group. So, uh, Will Cooper wants to know, man, wasn't Kim the poor family in Parasite crazy hot? You have to admit it. Okay. Will Cooper, you've asked me this multiple <laughs> times in A-Push. And no, I don't get it. I don't get it. Please stop I asking think she was everyone this. Like, okay, yeah, sure. But, like, stop asking everyone this. We get it. You like her. Now go watch the movie again and again before you get sick of her. That's it. That's, that's what I have for Will Cooper. I don't know. I, I agree with Nick. I thought she was cute, but I, I, if, if, if Will had asked me that multiple times, I would be annoyed as well. Uh, Nick, uh, how are you and what have you been up to lately? Asked by who? Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, asked by Fidget Fam Squad. <laughs> um, I've been pretty good. This is a pretty stupid question. Uh, can we move on? Uh, Joe Leprich Gaming. No, Jack Leprich Gaming. Thank you very much. <laughs> Our special guest in two weeks. Uh, asks Carstrain. Uh, Carstrain. <laughs> That's the question. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I recently. Wait, is it like reviewing Cars Three? No, it just no, says, it just like, says it? Cars Three. Ah, uh, you know what? Um, I watched the, all the Cars movies in a row recently, and I have to say, ranking Hi. them. I think it goes Cars, Cars 2, Cars 3. Yeah, Perfect that is order. numerical order, so. Uh, I yeah, would no, say I, that I Cars like 3 is way ones. better than Cars 2. Cars 2 is garbage. Boo. Boo. Okay, Boomer. Uh, what's, what's the next question? Uh, Willa <laughs> A. Davis asks, who is your favorite actor? Wait, isn't it Adila Wavis? No, no, Nick, if they submit oh, questions, oh, shoot, so we don't yeah. have to change around their name. Okay. Willa A. Davis asks, who is your favorite actor? A. Adam Driver. B. Adam Driver. C. Adam Driver. Tough question. I will start by saying that he is not hot. He's not uh, hot at all. You know what? He's ugly. I find him attractive. Again, like we've covered multiple times in this podcast, not because he's a dad or something. I just find him like, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a fairly cute guy, you know? I'd go on a date if I saw him at a bar, and if I were homosexual, I'd be like, "Damn, you know, send that guy a drink, send that guy a martini. I want to get his phone number." <laughs> uh, C. Final answer. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go A. I want to go B. No A. Rebel. No. Declined to ask. <laughs> <laughs> answer. Declined to answer. Sorry. 
Okay, Whoop Wap asks, favorite Hammer Horror movie? Yeah, what is a Hammer Horror movie? Hammer Horror? I'm going to look this I up. I think it's like, it's like, it's, I think it's uh, horror movies that have hammers in them. What about an axe horror movie? That sounds really cool. Ooh, an axe horror movie. That would be like the movie <laughs> He's Psycho. just going to pull his axe up. We all know what this is going to. <laughs> oh, it's a film studio that I've been making movies for a really long time. Um, I am going to be honest. I have not seen their super well-reviewed ones. None of these are super well-reviewed. I have not seen The Lodge, which is their well-reviewed one. So I'm going to have to go with uh, The Woman in Black, Angel of Death. Daniel Radcliffe. I'm going to go with The Vampire Lovers. <laughs> what is that movie about? I don't know, but it looks pretty cool. A peaceful hamlet in 18th century Eastern Europe is home to a female vampire with lesbian tendencies who ravages the townsfolk. Years earlier, she killed off all of her fellow vampires. Interesting. Uh, Nick, any comment? Um, I'm going to have to go with The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb uh, in 1964. That is one hour and 21 minutes. Dang, that's that's just feature length. If you're two minutes shorter, you wouldn't be feature length. I thought it was Art. 80. Oh, wait. You just, you just <laughs> said it was an hour and 21 minutes. Sorry. Shut up. Wow. Okay. Anyways, that uh, is that the last question? Uh, let me see. Uh, no, we have one more. Okay. Uh, Ian the blank O two wants to know. Oh. Where Sorry. are the gay movies when gay is a sin? No, it says why are they? Why are there gay movies? Oh, that's a good point. Um, I'm gonna start by saying that gay movies are really good, and you should all go watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire because it's on Hulu and it's a gay movie. I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that, Berkeley? <laughs> Nick? Yeah. No, Paul, sorry. You know, I don't think anyone has the right to criticize someone for what they what they find attractive. I think you love who you love, you know? It, it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight. You, you just gotta, you know, you just let it be, man, you know? Yeah. And I'm, but I'm not gay. I'm heterosexual. Nick, can you play the clap sound, uh, sound effect? Yeah. Hi, Hi, Ryan. <laughs> what Oops. a great conversion of expectations. So that's the last question, right? Right, Michael Bundy? Yes. All right. Well, that concludes this uh, third episode of the Film Studies Club podcast. <laughs> we promise to Please get better rate us. Please tweet at that at Pahul Chabra and rate this episode. <laughs> Please. Well, well, okay, speaking of that, let's, let's, let's rate it right now. Handle, and where can people contact you? Oh, uh, let me, you know what? You guys go around. I'm going to check to make sure I'm giving out right information. <laughs> okay. Um, you can find my movie reviews on the Clever Critics on YouTube uh, or follow me at robert.burk9. And www.thecleverCritics.com. That's your YouTube. Yeah, you can also go there for uh, my reviews. Uh, Nick, where can the good people reach you? Um, they can't. I'm I'm non-existent <laughs> on the internet. My Minecraft username is Quirp. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of Minecraft usernames. And uh, Michael, where can the good people reach you? Uh, 159424 at <laughs> S-U-H-S-D-9-X. <laughs> 
in case you want to email a school email. And uh, Pahul, do we have those good credentials? At Pahul underscore Chabra. And that's my Twitter. Uh, my uh, Instagram is Zach.Lorge. And my and that's it. I think that's all. Yeah, that's it. Yep. All right. Chabra Amber, has right two H's. We... What? Chabra has two H's, by the way. Oh, it does. That's true. Um, so before we leave, I think that we also did this on the last podcast, but I'll let you know who our special guest will be next week. Uh, it is going to be uh, my French teacher. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. There's a special reveal. Jesus Christ. No, we revealed Michael on the last episode, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but this is like, this is profile, you know? We got a special review. We can just cut this there out. There has to be yeah. like a... No, 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 no. I want to debate this because we're going to have to give questions on our Instagram and we're going to have to say that it's profa then. I'm with Robert here. We could have made an announcement trailer or something, but... <laughs> this is the announcement trailer. Coming next week to it's the Profa Film Rager. Studies Club podcast. It's- Madam slash coming to discuss Kasi Kasi. Is her and, uh, is her real name Madam or other <laughs> movies coming next week? Yeah. All right. Uh, awesome. I think that's it. So uh, Nick, you can start playing the outro so music. So hungry. Yeah. So god, I'm hungry. Um, like, oh god, I love. I, I I can't wait for food, dude. Oh wait, is it like? Wait, are we still rolling? Oops. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Michael, thank you for coming on. This has been the. Oh yeah, Holmes, thank, thank uh, you, Holmes Michael. Studies Club thank podcast. You. I love all you people very much. I want to hug you and kiss you between mm-hmm. the eyebrows. But bye, bye now, because we bro. need to maintain social distance. Okay. Bye bye. Let's bro fist. Bro fist. Bro fist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>